Appreciate Judd and Joe up here leading us and giving uh, the rest of our, our worship team a little bit of a break. But yeah, let's just go ahead and tell them thank you. We could do that. I mean, they do it all. Look at this. They carry podiums, lead worship. They just do it all. So uh, thankful for that. Thankful for the opportunity to be with you. And um, we are going to have just an, a chance for, as we said earlier, for communion on the back end, a chance for a little extended worship on the back end because that kind of ties into our, our theme and flow for the day. You're going to have the chance in a little while, if you notice some things set up over on that side stage, we're going to have a chance to uh, hear from some of our younger Gateway folks today, which I'm very excited to have them sharing with us some today. So just an, a, a neat opportunity for us to be together. And anytime there's the beginning of a new year, it's always a good time to reevaluate, right? We, we just kind of, it's a fresh start. Uh, it's a, ch a chance to say, okay, what do I want to focus on this year? Uh, and so that, that's a good thing. But I think we also realize, most of us probably realize that, you know, we, we make maybe what we might call New Year's resolutions or things like that. I was just curious and I looked. Anybody want to guess how long the typical New Year's resolution lasts? I heard a 30, 32 days is, is the average, lasts about 32 days. Some of you are thinking, now that's longer than mine normally go, but <laughs> I, I, I think it's good to reevaluate, but it's even better to have some things that we can focus on that will be more than just a, hey, it's the beginning of a new year, I'm going to make a resolution and, you know, maybe that lasts a few weeks. My heart for us as we move into a new year, and as I've really just been praying about what I think God wants for us as a church family is that we find ways to go deeper in our faith. That, that's the word that keeps coming back to me is this word deeper. And how do we get deeper roots? How do we go deeper in our personal relationship with God? How do we together as a church go deeper and grow? So that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. That's what we're going to be focused on. That's our theme for 2023 is deeper. And uh, I, I, my desire for myself and for our church family is just that we would fall more in love with God, you know, that there would be just, just more intimacy in our relationship with God, and, um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, because Jesus talked about this in Mark chapter 12, and so if you want to open your Bible with me to Mark 12, I'm going to start reading in verse 29 in a minute, but uh, the background of this is that Jesus was asked a question by one of the teachers of the law, and the question was, what is the most important commandment? Now, just little side note here, I'm thinking if I'm Jesus, if I'm the Word of God made flesh, my answer is probably going to be all of them. <laughs> They're all important, right? But he actually answers the question. Let's, let's read verse 29. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so essentially Jesus is just saying here, I want you to, to, to know the most important thing is to love God with everything in you. And that's what we're seeking to do, right? That's not a new thing for a new year, but, but just to kind of refocus and recommit to that, to say how do we love God more deeply, individually, and also as a church family. And, you know, I, I think there's a tendency for a lot of us to turn to God when we need him. I, I would put that maybe in quotes. We always need God. But when we recognize that, right, there's a financial need, there is an illness um, that we're dealing with or a loved one is or whatever, you know, there's some type of crisis. 
And I can't tell you how many times I see this where there's some type of crisis and then a person will reach out, you know, for help or start coming to church or whatever, kind of turn toward God in some way. And then the crisis goes away. And guess what happens after that? Things just kind of tend to fizzle out. And that breaks my heart because not that we're turning to God in crisis. We should. We should turn to God in times of need. But what breaks my heart is to see that sometimes we just don't stay with it, right? It's kind of this up and down thing. And, and, and we're human. We're not perfect. And so we're going to struggle, and that's, that's part of it. Um, but the goal then is how do we become more consistent in pursuing God wholeheartedly and loving God wholeheartedly? And then an overflow of that, by the way, says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But the second one is what? It's love your neighbor as yourself. So an overflow of loving God is that we love each other. And those relationships are formed. And uh, in addition to just loving other believers in Christ, one of the things that I really pray that happens for us as a church is that we love those that don't know Christ in such a way that we are uh, sharing our faith regularly, you know, and just talking about the good news. So all of those things um, happen. And that's, that, that's what I long to see as a church. I long to see us as a church family, just living out our faith. Not just when we come together on Sunday mornings or you know, in midweek or in the small groups or whatever it may be, but just wherever you go, you know, in your neighborhoods, in your workplace, just living life, the Matthew 28 stuff, as you go, make disciples of all nations. And so uh, that's, that's what we want to do is just love God in, in all those areas. So there are, uh, to help us just kind of have some handles and, and, and things to look at to say, okay, how do we do that? We have four what we call core commitments that we focus on as a church. And a lot of you are going to know what these are already as we go through this. But these are the four things that we ask those that are uh, members of our, of our church family. We say we want you to commit to these four things because these are things that will help us to grow. Obviously, it's not, you want to be very careful not to become just about, you know, some outward action. But, but these are things that, that would help us to grow as a church. And... Um, uh, if you are a member of our, our church family already, I would just ask you to do a, a reevaluation here and say, you know, how am I doing in these areas? Am, am I living up to these commitments that, that I made? If you're not a part of our church family, it's good to know, okay, what is expected uh, within this church? And, and so these are some things, and, and, and we help each other with these things. Starting with this, and that is that we worship together. That's our, our, our first core commitment is worship. We worship together. We want to, to, to come together regularly, uh, doing what we're doing today, a little bit different environment today, adding we don't do breakfast every Sunday, by the way, for those that are new. But, uh, but we do worship together every week, and, and it's a, a chance for us to come together and, and just, you know, to be able to worship corporately. And that's important. You know, let me tell you one question that should never be asked in any of our homes. You ready for it? This is a question that should never be asked on Saturday night, and that is, we going to church tomorrow? All right? You with me? That's, that's not a question. It's, it's not a, you know, are we going to do this this week? Are we not going to do this this week? It's just, this is what we do, right? We, we worship together. This is just part of, our, of who we are, and, and there's encouragement that comes with that. Um, and I'm thankful, by the way, for those that are uh, worshiping with us online and able to do that. But I would, again, I would say... Uh, unless there is some unique circumstance preventing you from being here, we need to be together to worship. I'm glad that we can, can stay connected when we're uh, sick or out of town or whatever, but we need to be together to worship. And so that's one of the things that, that we do. But I also think it's really important to say, just being in a building does not constitute worship, right? 
Just because you're sitting here today or just because you're watching online today, that doesn't constitute worship. In fact, throughout the Old Testament, one of the things that we see over and over again is that, that God is continually calling out his people because they're just going through the motions. You know, they're, they're, they're doing the right things. I think about Isaiah, for example, you know, where he talks about honoring me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Your, your worship is just made up of rules taught by men. And that's, that theme is repeated over and over again. So when we're talking about worship, I'm not just talking about just show up. I'm talking about we come with our hearts prepared. We come ready to give of the best that we have to God. We, we, we worship Him in a variety of ways. We do that musically. We do that through reading Scripture. We do that by praying together. We do that by listening to what God has to say and saying, Lord, I, I want to hear and obey what you have for me. So worship is, is more than just you know, coming. There's a lot more to it than that. But one of the things that, that I am focused on for our church is just figuring out how can we go deeper in our worship together corporately? What does that look like? And so we're just kind of... you know. Wrestling with some different ideas. One of those things, by the way, which we'll have an opportunity today, is to give more opportunities for prayer and, and just you know, coming to the altar and having times to just kind of between you and God. You know, we always offer an opportunity for you to come and pray with someone, and we'll continue to do that. But just times where you can just come and pray, just, just you and the Lord, and, and, and we'll have that opportunity later today. But then there are also opportunities for us to worship outside of what we do corporately. And as many of you probably know, one of those big uh, areas of emphasis for us this year is that we're reading the Bible together. Uh, and I know a whole bunch of you have already signed up to be a part of our reading plan, which starts today, by the way, January 1st. So it's not too late to, to jump in on that. Um, and, and so I would encourage you to do that. There, there are a lot of different ways you can find that. In fact, we have the, I'm, I'm just going to put the QR code up here, maybe more so for, for those that are uh, with us online, it might be easier for you to see it that way. If you're here, uh, there are also uh, different places at the Welcome Center and others where you can scan that QR code. Um, but, but you can download uh, uh, a reading plan and follow along with us. And that's a way for us to worship together. And I'm excited about that. We've already filled up our first group and are working on the next one. And so this, this code will take you to the group that still, as of uh, last night, had about 125 spaces left in it. So get in there. Why you can and do that with us, and then we'll open up another group as needed. But we worship together. That's one of our main priorities. The second thing is that we grow in small groups. We're talking about growing deeper in our faith, but the way that we do that is by getting connected with other believers um, and growing in depth. Has anybody ever had this thought? My faith in Jesus is a personal thing, and I can do it on my own. Ever, ever had that thought? I mean, a lot of us probably have, right? The problem with that thought, I mean, there's, there's some truth to that, right? Our relationship with God is personal. You know, you have to make that, that decision. Nobody else can make a decision for you to know God and to trust in Christ. We have to choose on our own. So, yes, it is personal. However, I would challenge you to read your Bible and find any place in Scripture that would support the idea that we're supposed to be doing this on our own. I think what you'll find is exactly the opposite. What we find in Scripture is that God created us to grow together in our faith. He created us for community. And one of the best ways for us to grow is to, to get connected with other people and to surround ourselves with others. And so that's why we encourage you to do that. Uh, Hebrews 10.24 talks about spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. And a lot of other places in Scripture that kind of talk to that same idea. So we encourage you to get connected to some type of a small group so that you can grow in the context of relationships. And we don't encourage that, by the way, because you don't have enough things to do already. 
I, I know schedules are busy. I realize that. But this is one of those things that's really important. And so we ask you, make this a priority. You know, whether that's on a Sunday morning group, a midweek group, a women's group, men's group, or whatever. One of our, you know, different discipleship type of, of groups and opportunities. We have. There are a lot of different opportunities, and we would love to help you with that. Uh, and I'll just tell you, Stephen and Lynn would be two key people to talk to. Tom and I can help as well. Uh, but just get to help get connected in groups. So that, that is a priority, is that we grow uh, in the context of those relationships. Here's the third thing that we do. And that is that we serve in ministry teams. We ask everybody to find a place to use your gifts and one that, that builds up the body. But two, that, that actually does help us to grow in our faith as well. As we are exercising our gifts, there's just something about that uh, that, that enables us to grow. And so a simple question for you is, are you serving in an area of your giftedness and passion? And what I mean by that is you're spiritually gifted and you're exercising those gifts, but it's also something you care about, right? I, I, I'm, I'm thankful, so thankful for the fact that we have a lot of people that love children and work with children. But I'm going to tell you, if you can't stand kids, don't sign up to work in the children's ministry, okay? It's probably not the best fit. Now, I'm thankful that a lot of people do, and, and, and speaking of children's ministry, I, I think about my friend Sharon, who's probably right or Yeah, she's always in her spot, right there. She's always in the same spot every week. Sharon has been working with our children for, I think, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, I mean, within about a year of joining Gateway, she jumped in. And when I think about you know, serving in your area of giftedness and passion, I think about Sharon, because I've never seen someone love kids the way she does. I mean, just loves them. You can just tell it's just so genuine, and she wants to be with them, and we're almost apologizing of, you know, do you want to serve at this again? She's like, oh, please, thank you for letting me serve, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of how it is, right? When we're, when we're serving in an area that we love, in an area that God has gifted us, then, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's hard. I mean, that's, even Sharon would probably tell you there are times that it's hard, you know, being at camp and BBS and teaching Sunday school and all those things. But the, the blessing that comes from that certainly uh, makes it well worthwhile. So that's our encouragement, is find a place that, that you are passionate about, a place that, that you can serve, and, uh, and it fits your area of giftedness and your passion. And again, Stephen, Lynn would be great, Tom and I, whoever, just find one of us, say, I need help getting connected and finding my place to serve, and we'll help you do that. And then the fourth thing, so we talked about worship, grow, serve. Here's the fourth thing that we do as an expression of our worship, and that is that we give to expand our kingdom impact. Now, all three of those things that we've already talked about involve giving in some respect. Worship is giving of uh, our heart, our affection, our love, our devotion to Christ. Uh, when we grow... In the context of relationships, we are giving our time uh, to one another. We're giving relationally to one another. When we serve, we're giving of our energy and our, our, our time and those kinds of things. What we mean specifically by this one is giving financially. That is a part of what we do that enables us to grow as a church. And so we give to expand God's kingdom. And that's, that's our fourth specific thing there. Um, you know, there is ministry that takes place. Here's the, the great thing about what takes place when we give is there are two blessings that come of it. One is that it enables the ministry of the church to continue to happen. You know, I think about the things that we 
do as a church. I think about missionaries that we support. I think about, uh, for example, the, the coats that we've recently collected to, to get to people. I think about the, you know, more than two tons of food that our church donated in 2022. Uh, backpacks, I think it was like 300 backpacks or whatever, Christmas gifts. I mean, all these different, we have a very generous church. All these things that enable us to be a blessing to our community and uh, and on top of that, just church ministry. You know, we talk about kids ministry and student ministry and, and even be able, being able to have a staff that is, is able to devote their full time and energy to um, equipping you for the work of the ministry. All that happens because our people are generous. And so there's that blessing. But here's the flip side of that, too, that sometimes we miss this side of it. We can get so focused on, oh, yeah, I should give because there's a need. You know the main reason? that God tells us to give financially is because we grow spiritually as we learn to be generous. It puts us in a place of dependence on God. And so that's the main thing. And I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot more about this because we're going through the book of Malachi soon. And we'll come back to it here in a little bit and explore it a little bit more, um, a little more deeply when we get to that point. But I, I would just point out the fact that your generosity is a blessing to others and it, it is a blessing to you as well as we learn to do that. So we worship, grow, serve. And by the way, those of you that are really astute, you're, you're going to notice this. For a long time, we've said worship, grow, serve, impact. And we realize give is actually a more clear word to describe what we're doing. So you may see that little slight tweak there, worship, grow, serve, and give. But those are the four things that we can do uh, as a church. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to hear specifically on the worship, grow, and serve. I want to hear from some of our younger folks about how that impacts them. So guys, come on. Let's come join me over here on the side stage. We're going to come over and have a little, little discussion. And Stephen's going to come join us up here as well uh, because he always has great insight. So you, you got it, buddy. You're on the couch. There's what? Something on me? A bug on me? I thought you were telling me my fly was open for a minute. You scared me there. He's pointing at me like that. I wasn't, wasn't sure what was happening. But, I thought you right, were including, a, including me and the uh, younger folk, Blake. You thought so? Yeah, I was wrong. Corbin, the bug is gone now. Thank you. How many of you noticed there was a bug on my knee before he came up here and pointed that out? All the, okay. So y'all haven't heard a word that I've said this whole morning because you've been worried that there was a bug on my knee. Thank you. Yeah, my wife raised two hands when I asked that question and who noticed Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Let's start this way. Let's have you guys introduce yourselves and tell us who you are and kind of what's going on in your life at school, if you're in school, that kind of thing. So, Kaylin, we'll just start with you. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Kaylin, and I uh, graduated high school this past May. I'm a freshman at Collin College. And, oh, I guess I could say my major. Uh, I plan to transfer to another school that's unknown right now and uh, major in biblical studies. There you go. Awesome. All right. Hi. Um, I'm, I'm Jackson Slaughter. I'm 17. I'm a junior up at uh, Wiley High School. Um, I'm in the youth group, uh, and I was, I was a drum major for the marching band for uh, this past semester, and that was a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Jackson. Hi. I'm Corbin Wolford. I'm in fifth grade. Um, and right now I'm just playing basketball, and I'm in, I go to Harrison Intermediate. All right, good stuff. What about you, Stephen? Yeah, I'm Stephen. <laughs> what do you I'll do? Just, I'll say my, my, my I'm Stephen Pollard. I'm the associate pastor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'm good, Stephen. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, so Corbin, we're going to start with you because uh, we're, we're just going to kind of go in order here. It's talking about 
about worship and why that's so important. We've talked about that some here, but I know that you have a particular passion for worship and you actually help lead worship in the children's ministry. I want you to tell me what that's like. Why is that important to you and, and why have you gotten involved in that? Um, it's just important for me because uh, to celebrate our Lord and Savior and it's just to, uh, fun watching the other kids enjoy and I'm one of the older kids um, helping out and yeah. like lead. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's a great point. You talk about being one of the older kids, you know, because there are younger kids looking up to you, right, in that. And so what is that like, knowing that there are other kids that are, you know, they, they maybe kind of look to you as an example? Um, it's kind of cool that they like, like, they focus on you and they, like, follow your lead and they, like, don't worry about anybody else and they kind of follow you. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's been really neat being back there a lot this past semester. My sons, Caleb and Caden, are in there and on Wednesdays, and they're extremely reserved and kind of shy. And at first, when they're in kids' club, worship's going on and the crazy dances and all that stuff, and they're extremely reserved. But as soon as Corbin's on the stage worshiping, and they see that that, that is a reflection of who God is to him, and all of a sudden they are comfortable uh, to That's worship awesome. as well. So the impact you've had on my Hmm, that's really cool. And that, you know, that, that does bring up a great point that when we, you know, worship is a private, you know, kind of an individual matter between us and God. But there again, it's also, there's a corporate aspect to that because mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I mean, there are certain people I just see them worshiping, see some of you in church and it's like, it inspires worship in me too, you know? So that's why I think it's important for us to be able to, to help one another and to encourage one another in our worship and to uh, kind of push each other along. So and thank you for doing that, Corbin. That's awesome that you're, that you're willing to, to lead out in that way. Good stuff. Yeah. And Jackson, so I had a question for you. It's been yeah. neat just being in the student ministry and um, seeing you lead worship as well and, and seeing that it's a very similar impact that Corbin has. Um, but one of the neatest things that I get to see is just the, the friendships that you have, the community aspect of uh, the togetherness. And you, you have this ability to draw people in. Um, what what is community meant to you, especially in the student ministry here? Um, I mean, it's a lot about you know one um, pushing each other um, to try to um, build our relationship with God because obviously in the youth group there's a lot of like fun aspects where you're just trying to like have fun, get people to come um, and just hang out and have a good time, grow relationships uh, with each other. But also um, an overflow of that is as you're bringing others. Um, to a place like church and you're um, bringing them to have fun in a place where there's worship and there's um, an incredible sermon being led every Wednesday. Um, An overflow of that is that people start um, to grow in their relationship um, with Christ. And so the more you um, just build relationships with others, um, especially the same age, people who respect you, who are comfortable talking to you, um, as you become friends that way, they can become um, more spiritual friends as well because they're more comfortable asking questions um, more um, comfortable, um, wanting to know more about about God, and so people who who are already religious who are coming can um, grow in their relationship, and people who aren't religious that are coming um, because you've built those relationships come, and then they start asking questions, and then they can um, maybe start a relationship with God of their own. That's great. That's great. It's really it's inspiring each week to see you lead not only on the stage but just also in those relationships. So do you have to be intentional about? building that community or is it something that just kind of naturally happens oh yeah um 
talking to people is not always like what I want to do, you know? Um, I, <laughs> um, I, I like to see myself as more of an extroverted person. Um, and so like that's something that I enjoy doing, but there are definitely times when like, um, especially when new people come that sometimes I like, I was like, come on Jackson, I, I don't want to. And then God's like, hey, come on, you gotta yeah. talk to them. Um, because when I first started um, coming to Gateway, if no one like took that first step to like, come talk to me and uh, make the effort um, to, to build a relationship yeah. with me, I probably wouldn't be where I am spiritually, but also wouldn't be here, like where I am like physically, like on this stage. Um, I'm, I might not have even um, stayed in the youth group just because um, you, you really need that first, that first impression and that first relationship is, is really, really important. Yeah. I remember your first Sunday here, you were shorter than me and we played ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Those days changed quickly. Yes. <laughs> now we get a crick in our neck every yeah. time we come in. Hey, Jackson, how you doing? All right, good stuff. Kaylin, I, I want you to share with us a little bit. Um, you, so talking about the serving aspect, you've had your hands in a lot of different things. So you, uh, you work at the church part-time um, and, and support children's ministry. I know you help to even to, to help lead out in worship in the student ministry. You're on stage with our worship team a lot of times. So you've kind of been all over the place. What, why? Why do you do that? Why do you serve like you do? And how does that impact you personally when you do? Yeah, so um, I didn't really, so when we first came to Gateway, my family, um, it took about, I guess, six months, and when I started really getting involved in the youth group, and Taylor Wade had a huge impact on me, and um, when I really started getting involved in building those relationships, I realized um, that the Lord was calling me into ministry, and whenever I felt him pulling me in that direction, I wanted to do everything that I could to like live life in a church building. And um, yes, we talk about how the church isn't the building and it's the people, but I really wanted to make an impact um, while working in a church. And so like making that my daily life. Um, and so I wanted to do everything I could to be involved. And so I started in the youth group um, leading worship whenever I was still in there. And then as I uh, came to be older and out of the youth group, more opportunities have just opened themselves up, and I've been so grateful, but I feel like the reason that I kept going and the reason that I didn't just stop after I graduated was, like you were saying, it does help me in my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and um, scripture says, like, to set our minds on things above and to set our minds on who Jesus is, and for me, when I'm not in scripture and when I'm not in my daily prayer and not doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing to feed myself spiritually, I'm a different person. And so whenever I am able to serve and take the things that I'm learning and, and be on stage and help with the youth and just do everything that I can to help others, that's when I feel like I'm spiritually healthy. And I think of it kind of like, I guess working out, I mm -hmm. haven't started working out yet. That's one of my New Year's <laughs> resolutions. You can use hopefully, that illustration anyway. It's hopefully okay. it lasts more than 32 <laughs> days. Um, but... I mean, when you are working on those things constantly, yeah. that, that helps you grow. And so when I'm serving constantly, it helps me grow and build those spiritual muscles, I guess. Um, but yeah, just it's so impactful on not only me helping other people, but me personally too, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. That's so true. That's a great way to look at it. Awesome. Well, guys, all of you, thank you so much. Can we tell them thank you for joining us today and sharing with us? It's so encouraging. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'll let you guys, y'all can, can, can slip back to your seats there. But man, I, I hope that you are challenged 
by hearing some of our, our, our younger uh, folks of our Gateway family stand here and say, this is, you know, this is what we do and why. Um, and I just want to, to encourage you in this. Um, this is a great time of year to make sure that you know, you're, you're, you're on track with these things. And again, this is, not a, this is not a guilt, you know, shame on you if you're not. This is, we want to help you grow. We want to go deeper as a church body, as a family. And so one of the ways that we can do that is by encouraging one another. It's by taking the steps that, that we want to take. So um, let me just first speak to those that, that maybe aren't a part of our Gateway family yet and just give you this little bit of encouragement, and that is now is a great time to get plugged in. It, it really is. Uh, it's the start of a year. There's a lot of things that are going to be kicking back up here again soon. Um, this would be a wonderful time to get connected and get plugged in. So I just want to encourage you to do that. You kind of know what we're all about, uh, but I also would encourage you if you haven't had a chance yet to go to what we call Gateway to Gateway. That's our, our membership class we do once a month. That'll be two weeks from today, and so that would be a great place to kind of get tied in, and you'll hear Stephen talk in a little more detail about these four things that we talked about today. But we, we want you to come alongside us. I mean, I dream about the day that our church... Just every single member of our church is plugged in and growing in their faith and you know, using their gifts and encouraging one another and building relationships. I mean, that's exciting to think about, and we want you to be a part of that. That's the bottom line. We just want you to be a part of what God is doing here. And then for those that maybe have been around Gateway for a little while, maybe you are a member of our church, let me just again encourage you to... Um, to make sure that, that, that you know, you're, you're doing these things, the, the worship, grow, serve, give, that, that those four things are a regular part of your spiritual growth. And if they're not, that that would be something that you say, I, I'm going to change that. You know, I'm not going to let another day go by without saying this is important. I'm going to make this a priority, and we certainly want to help you in any way we can uh, to make that a priority. Uh, and, and the amazing thing is, that once we do that, not only are we blessed by it, but the people around us are as well. You know, I mean, it, it just is encouraging to see what God is doing in the lives of other people and to be spurred on in our faith by others. And that's a gift that God has given us. So join me in prayer, if you would. Let's pray together. Father, um, I, I do just pray for that today. I pray that, um, Lord, that, that this is a year that we are able to really grow in our faith. Lord, I pray that this is uh, the beginning of uh, some real spiritual depth. I pray that, uh, that there are connections that are built, that there are relationships established. And Father, just um, that, that you would help us to, to be able to kind of start uh, the new year in the right way by giving all that we have to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.